Hey guys, Richie Monga here. You tune in with FBR Four Brothers Rugby. Yeah, for a for the final of the year. Um, so uh, with me, we just have Paul, uh, who I don't think we were, but um, yeah. So thanks for joining, Paul. Um, never know, Mike might be joining, but um, possibly not. I tell you what, Paul. Earlier in the year, and I know COVID man ran roughshod over it, but I said one time, I said to you guys, if we miss one week. We're gonna just gonna keep missing them, and it's I was fucking Cassandra because I knew it would happen. And as soon as you miss one, you just keep missing <laughs> them, and that's what happened. So, well, I was a bit like 2020, wasn't it? But all over the show. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So, so shit, heaps of shits happened. Last time we talked, uh, I'm pretty sure the last podcast we were just before the Argentina match. So, um, the loss. The loss, yeah. So let's talk about that to start with briefly. It's a long time ago now, but uh, what did you think um, of the game and then what was your aftermath? Well, I mean, they thoroughly deserved to win. It was, for me, they just, um, we just, we, we were toothless. Um, we didn't have, the, uh, we didn't have any go for. We got bullied, really. We got bullied in the back row, which I think has been something that is a wee bit of a, um, a danger sign for the ABs over the last sort of 18 months is ever since Squire went, we haven't really had that enforcer in that number six role. They've been, you know, Artie's been there or they've been throwing different people at the position without anyone really nailing it. And and in that game, it really came back to bite us. So uh, I think they got it right by the end. You know, they, they uh, you know, Akira went in there and actually played a bit of an enforcing role. Mm. And uh, and it's sort too of too late, um, right? that, that yeah yeah they 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 came back hard in the last game, um and and luckily enough took home the cup. But um it doesn't gloss over the fact that we got torched up in that game. Uh, if a, a bit of a summary though, it's sort of pretty good for the rugby championship that they actually did finally beat us because, you know, it's not doesn't seem like such a lopsided competition now. Yeah, and, um, and and they played uh, fucking well for the rest of it too. They played awesome. Yeah, they played awesome, and so it's good for the competition. Although that doesn't help on the Sunday morning when you're sort of yeah, it's it's a funny one that day because like my take on the game was um, yeah, I was, there was an element of me. I remember I can't remember who I was watching with or I was talking to someone online, and I was like, you know, there's a part of me that actually wants them to win, right? Because it means so much to them, and it doesn't mean a huge amount to the All Blacks to lose, except having that record, and yeah. you know, and they 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 do bounce back from it. And I said to someone like this loss will force Foster's sort of group to, to really work their asses off. You know, they'll be working fucking all hours to, to, well, to get the most out of their now, team. Exactly. Yeah. So, so it's going to challenge everyone, which isn't the worst thing for the blacks. But I said that fucking when we lost the semi-final. The other side of it was it was a typical when the All Blacks lose, except for that semi-final and the odd game against Australia, we usually don't get blown off the park with tries. We just get grinded out with penalties and you always think that the All Blacks just need another 10 minutes. It was a bit like that and I think it probably would have had that, but we did lose by a reasonable margin. So, I mean, the main thing for me is I was actually not unhappy that Argentina won and they deserved it and it's great for them. It was a shock because they hadn't played rugby for a year and the you know the All Blacks had all been playing this, you know, what we thought was a mint 
um, training ground, which was Super Rugby Aotearoa, um, and had a decent lead in with the Bledisloes. I just think there's you always overanalyze too many games, not enough games, you know, having enough rugby like the South Africans did, and then Argentina does something like that. It just, you know, it, it yeah. doesn't really. Yeah. I think about. I've talked about this on the pod, like. In American sports, like so NHL, which is pretty physical um, in a different way, you know, basketball, they play like, you know, three games a week sometimes, four games a week. Yes. You know, and I'm like, well, you know, when people sort of say, oh, these, you know, rugby players are playing 10 games cons- in consecutive weeks with only one by in the middle, I'm like, well, is that really, you know, <laughs> the worst thing in the world? I reckon some of these other sports would probably um, give them a hard time. Anyway, but on that Argentina loss, the worst thing is waking up the next day and seeing that send articles. And I'm not talking about New Zealand media. It's the overseas media. They're so bad. Like there was one, one sort of British or whatever European um, article was basically mm-hmm. saying that the teams in the Tri-Nations, based on what they've seen, would only beat the two worst teams in the um, – in the in the Six Nations, so Italy and Scotland, and I was like, that is just absolute That's bullshit. They always say that sort of crap. Yeah, Wales sucks at the moment no for start. Exactly, and they can't. None of those teams can beat two of our teams in a row ever. Do no, you know what I mean? Right. Like. That's why England, except England, maybe you know, um, beating Australia and then New Zealand in the semi was such a big deal. Yeah, because they um, don't usually do it. Like they, they no, they never do. Never they might it. have one good game, but. Yeah, I mean the only team that I think zero consistency. Yeah, anyone could say that better. In France, you know, it's really hard to know what's up with them. We'll talk about them more soon. But um, overall, I reckon what did you so pushing on from the Argentina? We're kind of unanimous that it was good for them, but it does always suck. Um, the uh, oh, you know, Keo Keo Hain or Keo Hain. I was getting yeah, tired yeah, of yeah, him yeah. on Twitter because he was saying, "Oh, it's all black culture. They've got a shit culture. They're always they're worried about haircuts and you know markings on their arm, and they're just self self centered. And that's the foster culture. I'm like, this bullshit. They've had like fucking that five games. Rubbish. Absolute rubbish. rubbish. Yeah. I just want to say, South Africans are similar to that too, though. Oh, like, yeah, it's not it's like a... it's not like they weren't running with um, you know, Elton Yanchies at ten with his yeah. haircuts for many years. Yeah, exactly. Like I, I've had, I've, I'm fed up with the South African forum, the public on those forums. I know that's not the whole South Africa, but I'm fed up with it because they genuinely believe that the Springboks are by a distant margin the best in the world. And on that SA Rugby Magpul, you have to watch them going like when the rankings are updated every week. They're like, "Yep, Springboks number one, number one." You're like, "Well, you know, they fucking haven't played." Springboks won one. Difficult game at the oh, World it's, Cup. It's outrageous. One it's difficult outrageous. game. I just want to put that out there. I know they beat Wales. Okay, they beat Wales. They won one difficult game. I don't think like I think Springboks are really good, but the idea that they're smashing the you know every team. I know they've been England. Anyway, well, no, but at the end of the day, at, at the end of the day, they they drew with us. They lost at, to us in the year. No, oh, in yeah, the whole yeah, year, yeah, right? Yeah, they right. drew with us. Um. They lost to Australia and then they lost to us, right? Yep, that's correct. Yeah, and and in the year last year we drew with South Africa and we lost to England. That's it, right? Yeah, 
That's right. So, so it's not, it's not and we lost Australia. So exactly the same. It's not like they're outrageous. No, no. And, it's, and that's what annoys me. I'm not. I'm not saying they don't deserve the World Cup. I'm saying you know you need to cool cool your jets because you're not well, actually I, that good. They were the luckiest World Cup winner in the history. Yes, yeah, and the second luckiest was the 2007 Springboks, who got to play exactly. Fiji and Argentina on their way to the final uh, exactly. through the quarters. Now moving on. Um, I reckon overall, I mean, amazing that Argentina and Australia got two draws. That's insane. Like, you know, yeah. and you have to feel for Australia because fucking what about um, who's the Hodge who did the three long range or, or even not that long range, three kicks at the 78 to 83 minute mark in the whole tournament, including the Bledisloes, and he missed all three end of the game kicks that would have caused Australia to win. He missed the one against, uh, he missed two against, um, no, was it one against the All Blacks uh, at the first at the, the first game we played in Wellington, and then I think another one against um, Argentina, and then the one again in the end against Argentina. So I mean, he needs some fucking practice to be honest at the death. Yes. But exactly. overall, I actually think it was like I when we were talking about the tournament, I said, "Oh, this is a bit lame because now that the All Blacks have at the time when we smashed Australia and Auckland, it kind of made me think that it was a done, done and dusted comp because I did believe that the All Blacks were going to beat." Argentinian team like they did in the last game so they brought some life into it and I think it was actually really good absolutely yeah we thought they were going to struggle with the isolation stuff and everything but yeah they did they really brought heaps into it and did you catch yeah. the the one in um in uh, the catch the autumn cup and in, in the UK oh, I didn't catch played? much of that at all no no it was a bit shit like they didn't have any crowds and you do realize that you need crowds for rugby it's and the crazy. thing is with um I saw the last game England um France, which I think France sort of won. Um, yeah, so unlucky. And they had like what well, they have less caps than like oh, fifty or something. Yeah, yeah, versus over six hundred. And you know, England crow about that, but they were bloody lucky. And if you have to actually look at the English side, um, you know, um they might be quite good right now, but they they sat in the band last year at the World Cup of like that perfect World Cup winning age, you know, based on yeah. all of the World Cup winners. So they're going to be old as hell by the time the next tournament rolls around, unless Eddie does a good job does of a big rotating cow. through. But, you know, I would, for the, if, if I was them, I'd be worrying about France and stuff coming through. Although, in saying that, we probably have to worry about France coming yeah. through now that we've had the draw. Yeah. But, um, uh, um, you know, England, England, that more so because, uh, you know they get they get all of their energy out of beating the crappy teams up in the north most of the time anyway. Absolutely, I think what the what the autumn nations showed was, well, it wasn't it was probably a good idea, but it was a bit of a disaster in the end because Fiji only got to play one game because of COVID. Um, Italy is still average. Um, uh, what was the other one? Georgia, you know, they are probably good battlers and they should be given their time. Scotland not good enough. Wales have been terrible. And they've got a real problem. Yes. They've got to sort that out. Ireland were not as good as they should have been either. And so, and then France could be great. It's really hard to know. But we hear, we hear that, you know, I'd love it if they were great. You know, they, they were in the top three, like they should be, you know, given their sort of money and their sort of player base. Um, yeah, but it does seem yeah, like yeah. England and France are kind of equal top. And then I reckon England, France equal top. Ireland are reasonably behind and everyone else significantly behind that. And I'm including sort of yes. Fiji in that. Um, okay. So uh, continuing on, let's talk about the World Cup draw. What did you okay. think when you saw that? I'm pulling it up. I'm talking well, to you. Uh, um, 
without going into the pools, like before we get into the pools, like they, the, am I right in in um, in summarizing that they they threw out the rankings a bit this year when they created the bands? Is they cut. They cancelled. I'm pretty sure they cancelled the rankings and just took the top four from the World Cup. And, and was, is that because COVID threw everything into a yeah, uh, yeah, that's right. So they couldn't take the 20, uh, 20 rankings. So they just said, well, yeah. we'll just use the World Cup. And they reckon that Wales significantly benefited from that because they, they would were, have been in band two and France would have been in band one, right? That's right. Yeah. Or, or yeah. potentially, or potentially, yeah, France would have been in band one. Yeah. Um, potentially Australia. Well, if you look at the polls, you know, you'd have to say that. Um, the pool of death is either ours or South Africa's. No, or South Africa's Wales. or England. No, no, Paul, look at this. They're okay. all pretty even. They're no. pretty even. Which is... Oceania 1 will be Fiji, right? It's not, it's, not, it's not about... No, no, Oceania 1 will be Samoa Tonga. It's not about that anymore. Okay, riddle me this. What team Japan. is more likely to be the competitive one out of Scotland and Japan? Because I think the pool of te- there always was one pool of death in a rugby world cup, right? And I don't think Wales, Australia, Fiji, which is a funny story as well, because they've been in a pool five times apparently. Um, I don't think Wales, Australia, Fiji is a true pool of death, but South Africa, Ireland, Scotland is a pool of death because Ireland. No, because last time, last time in England, they had England, Wales, Australia, Fiji at the 2015 World Cup. That was a pool of death. Yes, but now they did. They've got yep. Wales, Fiji. Australia and probably Georgia. I mean, who really cares? But it's um, England, England, obviously England, Japan, yeah, England, and Japan, Argentina, Argentina is a pull of <laughs> That is a pull of because because which two are going to go through? Who would you pick to go through out of England, Japan, Argentina? Argentina, England. Do you reckon? Yeah. Do you don't think Japan's going to because Japan's ranked higher, Blossoms. obviously. Yeah, well, look I at what happened last time. They they did. It wasn't even close. They I won know, both their both know. their matches. I know. I know. But yeah. So so your so your take is: Do you think which is the tougher pool to get out of? Pool B with South Africa, Ireland, Scotland, or Pool D with England, Japan, Argentina? Well, it's, it's Scotland's are probably going to continue to suck, so it's probably Pool D. Yeah, I, I think so. I think I think the the most difficult game is Japan, Argentina, like the most. Tense yeah. game will be Japan Argentina. Now, as you say, Pool A, Italy have a good record of tipping France. They just do that for whatever reason. When England, when sorry, when Italy beat a put team in the in the Six Nations, it's usually France, especially in the last ten years. So they could do that. I mean, apparently they're going to open the World Cup with us, right? Apparently, I saw, I saw that somewhere. I haven't seen it verified. How good is that for an opening? Fuck, that is you'd awesome. love to get to that. That match. is awesome. That is you'd awesome. Just yeah. love to. Um, so, so on the proviso, like, okay, so I've done a wee bit of work on this. So, on the proviso that um, they follow the same format as last World Cup, the last two World Cups, sorry, mm-hmm. with the pools, we would play if if we were to win pool A, and I'm saying if, but we've never lost a pool game, right? Yep, never so, lost a pool game. So. Um, if we were to win that, we would play the runner-up of Pool B. That's right. And and then so then we'd be on the opposite side of the draw as South Africa, but we'd go on to the same side of the draw as England because they right. uh, yeah. So we would the first in Pool D would play the second in Pool C, which as well as Australia, and then that would go through to a semi-final with us. So from 
follow a similar plan as last week. Yeah, Cup. it might be Ireland, Ireland, England. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Ireland, England, or or maybe Scotland. I mean, there, there was, I saw an article in South Africa, was like, oh, shit, this is tough because, and fucking A, they need a tough run. They've always got a shit run. I mean, easy run. South Africa had Japan last year. I mean, I know Japan are good, but come on. Um, oh, so yeah, right. whatever happens, South Africa gets out of the pool. Whatever, no, whatever see, happens, they play hard New Zealand one is, or France. Say, say South Africa play. Yeah, South Africa, um, South Africa, France quarterfinal would be massive. Yeah. So for the for the listeners that haven't seen the pool, if you're not looking up on your phone, pool A is New Zealand, France. Pool B, South Africa, Ireland. Pool C, Wales, Australia. Pool D, oh sorry, pool B is South Africa, Ireland, Scotland. Pool C, Wales, Australia, Fiji, and Pool D is England, Japan, Argentina. So it's good. It's interesting. I, I think England will fancy themselves to get out of that pool because um, last time it was Pool D was England, France, Argentina. So England will get out of the pool. That's probably simple. Australia will get out of their pool. Wales, Absolutely probably. Um, and I think, uh, yes, South Africa will get out of their pool just because of how it is. So it's going to be fucking awesome. It's it's actually a good a good matchup. I like it. Um, oh, so, correct me if I'm wrong, but the the host gets to choose their their um, opening round, right? Um, usually, yeah, they're yeah. not going to choose All Blacks. No, open, but are usually, they? like traditionally, the biggest game, uh, sorry, the uh, the this the opening game is the host with the biggest game in their pool. Traditionally, that is. Okay. So if you look, if you go back like uh, 87 and um, right through to 2007, so 2007 had a really big game. But then in 2011, we played Chose Tonga, Tonga which yeah, yeah. kind of weird. I reckon um, it was the All Blacks wanting to, to blood in, to be honest. Into it, maybe. And that, and that might be what um, France do. They pick Italy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Although France, like in 2007, they didn't choose their easiest team. They chose Argentina and lost. So they went, went off with the win for Because Japan, if you remember correctly, Japan threw Scotland under the bus and gave them like a four-day turnaround. Yeah, that's right, which was quite yeah. smart, actually, in the end. Yeah, so they so get to dictate it. What, you, what, what if I was France, you know, realistically, what they'd do is they say, look, we are going to, um, like, against the All Blacks, going to be a really hard game obviously but we have to beat italy so that we're in the quarterfinals so they would put themselves against italy like five days after italy play us yeah that's you're bang on they will do that that's smart yeah, they, yeah. They'll, they won't try and punish the all blacks they'll be like they, they, they'll just play a second team and beat italy they'll go we'll punish and i know that's all black arrogance but come on it's true um but they'll they'll go we've just got to make sure we don't lose to italy and france is one of those teams that can beat anyone but they can fucking lose like you know they lost to tonga you know they 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 can be a, an unusual team. They lost to Tonga in the World Cup 2011, right? It was fucking yeah. crazy. Yeah, and so, they still went through. And they still went through. Absolutely insane. Yeah. Um. Anyway, awesome. Uh, Mike's going to this World Cup, which is pretty cool. And I tell you what, as every year it gets closer, I'm going to want to go too. I reckon. Um. Uh, he will go, he's going to go, and uh, if he doesn't have another kid. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Blow his money or something. Or, or, or he doesn't blow it all and buy shearsies. Yeah, yeah. Tell you what, listener, if any of you know Mike, go and ask him about shearsies. Oh, wait, you won't need to ask him because before you've even said fucking hello to him, we would have told you all about it. So um, that's Mike and shearsies, but he will he potentially lose his money. <laughs> he won't tell you about the losses. Um, all right. The other thing I wanted to talk about was um, 
the uh, next year's super. So we haven't since we we spent a lot of our year going talking about, or at least part of our podcast discussing what we think the ideal arrangement for Super Rugby is, and it's for me it's kind of come true, not 100%, but a significant part of I want they're going to do next year. And they might not do it in the future, but I'd take it. So in Feb, in late Feb or whenever, instead of fucking January when they usually start it, um, in late Feb, the Super Rugby Aotearoa is opening. So we've got the opening rounds with us against the other teams, uh, two games per, per team. And then um, there's like a three-week break and then we're facing off against the Australian teams. Have you have you yeah, looked at this yeah, much? I have, I have. I'm really excited for it. If I'm honest, I, I'm awesome. I like you. Think that I've hit upon something here. I mean, I um, I won't say that um, um, my mind was close to this, but I think they've really because because there's the purists who wanted to keep Super Twelve uh, Super Rugby Aotearoa, and then there's the other people who were probably rational in the sense that they realised that we could not just sustainably have a New Zealand comp and wonder at how you could integrate the Australians, but I think they've done a great job with the crossover. I just hope they series. keep it because there's going to be yeah. then there's going to be some kind of final series. No, there's going to be a final, obviously. Um, but yeah, because uh, what they almost, do, yeah, what they do traditionally, and we, we're where Super Rugby has fallen down. It's kind of an unknown thing, is because the the, se- the season is so long, people the teams can afford to rest and the New Zealand rugby can afford to rest all their good players for the first six or seven rounds. And that ruins the the, the, the tournament. Um, mm. With this, they can't. If they rest their teams for three rounds, they're fucking screwed. So what's going to happen is Australia's going to blood in their teams and kind of build up. Because as you'd know, in, in February, in early February, Crusaders versus the Rebels is not a game you get excited about. No. And so, but... At the second grouping, like the second conference, or what do you want to call it? I shouldn't call it conference. But when the Crusaders play against the the Rebels in the opening round, you're already going to have seen the Crusaders, and you're going to know what they're up to, and you're going to be a bit curious about what's going on. So I reckon it's mint. I really hope they 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 keep it. It's going to be interesting to see what they do because this this um uh what do you call it? The Pacific Island team. Pacific is it Moana or what is it? Do you know much about yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, no, I don't. I don't know too much about that. But it's kind of seeming like it's pretty certain to happen. Um, you know, that they're gonna have a it's team. So I don't know if that means they're gonna different ones, isn't there? There's the there's the Hawaiian one. That's apparently that's apparently gone. Dead, now. dead in the water. Yeah. They reckon yeah. it's a, it's lost of but the the other one, which may be a, an Auckland based one, which is a bit weird, mm. is um and, and it's the team that played against the New Zealand Maori the other the other month. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, so that would be cool. I, I have a feeling that Super Rugby Aotearoa might be a five, might be a sixteen comp in twenty twenty two. And so, and so, then does that mean that you'd have that have to bring in an Australian six team or another foreign team into the Australian comp to sort of match it up for the crossover? What's the chances like that they the, go the Japanese or something? Yeah. What's the chances well, what's that happening they to like the um, Jags? The, 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 the Jags, yeah. Well, what's the chances that they go? The all right, Jags. You guys, as like a, you don't have a Super Rugby Aotearoa or a Super Rugby AU, but from the first of May till the end of June, your guys are based in fucking 
Mel, uh, Melbourne or Gold Coast or whatever, and you're you base yourselves there. Kind of, I mean, they're probably comfortable with quarantining these days, just like the Super Rugby, the Rugby Championships. You base yourselves there, play for eight weeks, you know, short, shortened comp, um, and you get to join in on on what is kind of a you, at the second stage of a tournament. I could see that being a way that they could do it. They wouldn't be able to do Probably like a 22 have the money, week. Though, to do like a half comp. What's that? Sorry. I reckon, I reckon they'd have to. Um, I do wonder whether the Jags could slip into that um, North American comp they've got going. They'd absolutely destroy it. So they'd have to split yeah, to like would, 10 teams. But then maybe they, then they could drop into the. The expanded super comp after that. Yeah, yeah, like you're that. right, and, and the same thing is like I still think there's a window where a Jap- Japanese involvement in this. Like I don't know what it looks like, but there's a window, and the Jags, like the Jags, are such a good team. So I just can't see a home and away in Buenos Aires happening anymore. I just think it's both COVID and it's money. It's too expensive yes. and the time zones suck. And they've realized that time zones, they want the good time zones. I think Argentina, like domestic, is going to be treated like shit, unfortunately. But I don't mm. think there's really any way for it. I mean, I do like having South Africa sometimes in the comp, to be fair. Like it was cool, but I didn't love the 4 a.m. games. So no. I think this is actually going to be really good and it's just going to be enough. Like, and as we said, Super Rugby Aotearoa was awesome when it was, it was only two games a weekend, you probably could have used a third one, maybe yes. four, and then you're like, sweet. So third game, like one Friday night, one Saturday, one Sunday, and you, that's sweet. So, so yeah, in summary, I'm pretty stoked with it. I think they've got it perfect, and I'm looking forward to it. And if you haven't, if you have, don't know much about this, because it actually flies under the radar, jump on fucking news and look for Super Rugby NZAU crossover, and it's all there. And the, the schedule's all done. Like, the, the schedule came out last yeah, week. and yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, it's awesome. So, it's awesome. So it's, so yeah, when, I mean, when the tournament round, crosses... It's, it's May, mid-May it starts. Crusaders are playing the Brumbies first up. And they're having like a single weekend or single day where all the games are being played in one stadium. So it's like a super Saturday, super weekend. Uh, like they do in the NRL now. They go to yeah. like... Um, uh, that's cool. Yeah. So the other thing what I don't understand is... So when a crossover occurs, the Crusaders won't play the, yeah, won't play the blues. Right. So they just play the Australian teams. What do you believe the chances are that two New Zealand teams are in the final? Could be up there. eh? Yeah. Which will, which will be a problem if it happens every year. Right. And then what will happen is they'll go, okay, one team from New Zealand, one team's from South Africa. And then you're like, well, that's us from Australia. And that'll be pretty. Anyway. All right. Hey, um, so we'll finish up now. Um, nice short uh, pod. Um, we, uh, yeah, this is the last one for the year. We wanted to put a cap on the year, uh, even though it's just uh, Paul and I. Um, and uh, we may be back. I'm sure we'll be back for a bit of a chat next year. We're just not sure what what for. Maybe maybe by the time we get to February, we'll be pumped up and want to talk about it, but we will see. All right, awesome. anything else, Paul? No, that's good. All good. Have a good signing Christmas, everyone, and uh, yeah, signing off for 2020. Fucking, all, fucking weird year. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Go cool. uh, on, on. <laughs>
of FBR. Uh, we really appreciate your support and uh, would like to hear from you, so please reach out. We would love to hear from our fans, so please uh, shoot us a question, any quiz questions you can think of, or just let us know that you're listening. Also, for support, you could leave a review on iTunes or your podcast app of choice, and also any kind of rating, ideally five stars, would be beneficial to us and getting the word out. Thank you very much.